thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing Watson X Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Anyway. Oh, great. Because as soon as you said I'm ready, I hit record. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited about this midweek mom chat because I'm here with one of my besties for the resty, Relandine. What's up? Hey. So we've been quarantining. We are Zoom interviewing right now. And <laughs> life is just weird. We're both new moms. Brie, Lundine. It's kind of the OG of our closest friend group who got pregnant and had a baby first. So, and she's also like, I call her like a little Jackie O, super responsible and organized and knows all the things. And so she kind of leads the way on what we should be doing and how things are going with our baby. <laughs> I look to you for a lot of advice. <laughs> well, I look to you. I don't know everything. Oh, you do? I don't know anything. I just love... I like to figure it out, like what's going to work for me. How and have you figured things out? Um, I guess I, um, a lot of the internet, a lot of blogs. Um, but when I find something I love, you know it because I can't stop talking about it. Like I should be paid by a lot of people to talk about their products because once I love it, I love it. So tell me the things that you found that you just love. I love taking care of babies. Oh, that, that uh, site. It's a website. Yes. I look to her for everything. If I just need like a pick me up or if I'm going to go somewhere, like she kind of helps me. This is like mom related meaning. Um, I just kind of always look to her. Um, She's just such a calming person and she's fun and she just makes it, she helps bring me helps me realize that it's going to be okay. Isn't that what we all need? I have realized as a new mom and someone who has anxiety, which is myself. I, yes. Okay. So you have anxiety too. Becoming a new mom just made me have even more anxiety than I've ever had because Hey, this love is bigger than anything you've ever known, but Mm -hmm. you are solely responsible for this child. And I just got overwhelmed because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to follow. I didn't know who to listen to. I didn't know what was right. Every, some people are doing this. Other people are doing this. Some people swear by this. Other people say, don't do that. And it's like, right. ah, if you doubt yourself already, which I do, it's like, how do I even know what to, what to, what to do and who to follow? So I love that you found someone that spoke to you, which is taking care of babies. And it's C-A-R-A, babies. Yeah, right. She's from Arizona. But I found her because... You know, it's like, I believe in seeing signs, like, me too. Like, it just, it felt right. And I remember I was going, I had already found her like a couple months before, but this was when Poppy was about six months and it was Labor Day weekend and we were going to go to Chris's friend's house to watch the Auburn game. And I was like, the game starts at 830. I can't take my baby. She has to go to bed. She has to go to bed. She has to do this. She has to do that. She has to do that. Like, I'm just not going to go. And my mom and dad were in town. My brother and his wife had just come in from California and we were all going to go. And I was like, I'm not going. I can't go. 
and her post came up like right on time and it said, you cannot put your life on hold because of your baby. And I just, I always wanted to be the mom that was like, all right, let's go. And then here I was six months in and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Because I just was so consumed and like, I don't even know what, like looking back, like I know it's like the new mom feelings, but I don't even know like why, like my baby's going to sleep. It's going to be okay. But I was so worried about like getting her off schedule because I'd just gotten her on a schedule and it just, it was just, it was just too much, but taking care of baby, she's just like, you can't, you have to go out and have fun with your friends. You have to go out with your family because that fuels you. Like you have to find like what keeps me going as a person because I can't be the mom I want to be if I can't find me as a person. That is crucial business that you just dropped right there. (laughs) (laughs) You, if you Lose yourself completely as a mom. Okay, let's be real. We're going to lose ourselves on some level when we become moms. It happens. But if you, it's almost like a rebirth. Maybe not a losing of oneself. It's a rebirthing of like you, this baby's born into the world. And they say this, the same day your baby's born is the same day a mom is born. You know, like, so we're both being born. Um, me, myself, I can't lose that. Right. You can't lose who you are because if you do, then you're just going to spot, not you, but anyone would spiral and you, you gotta, you gotta keep a sliver of yourself in there. Right. And I think it takes finding a long, I mean, it took me probably like 10, nine, 10, 11 months in to finally realize like what was fueling me. Like, of course I love seeing our friends and I love, you know, I mean, I am a working mom. I like going to work. I like using my brain. Not to say that non-working moms don't use the brain because we all do, but like I like getting out of the house and going to do something. You like the working mentality. You like that feeling in your brain. I like that feeling too. Some people don't need that or crave that, but I also crave that working feeling. Yeah. I also live for routine. And so I like, Mm -hmm. I want to be more flexible. And that's something taking care of baby says. She says flexible routines, not rigid schedules. But before Poppy, I was very rigid, not rigid, like from nine to 10, we, you know, nine to 10 is not a good uh, example with, like with before baby, but like we dinner at six, like it's not, I'm not that kind of rigid, but I'm rigid. Like I map out my day. What like, does that do for you when you have it mapped out? I like to make lists and I like to check things off my list. <laughs> very type A. <laughs> um, but it just helps me kind of like manage my day to know that I can get all my things done. But since being in quarantine, I realized I, I love to have a clean house. I love to do my little things. Like I like piddling around, but I'm realizing I, I could, I could stay home. Not, not be a stay at home mom because I was just telling you, my baby is still going to our nanny share, but I'm getting to like, be in my home again and find myself like I painted the other night, like I'm getting to find those things that like make me, me again. I always thought my me thing was going to be my job. And I'm realizing since not going there every day that I like working and I'm still working from home, but my job's not that demanding right now, just with everything going on in the world. So I'm getting to find more things that fuel me and I'm noticing it's not my job. Like I always thought it was going to be. If that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense because there's no way we could ever fully define who we are because we keep evolving, you know? And That's I think, yeah. I think that it's so awesome. Like you, my sister's type A and I interviewed her for my, one of my last podcasts and it was so yeah. fun to talk to her because our brains are so similar and then we're so different and being a type A, she said she's kind of the same thing that you're talking about is she's realizing that she's, she lets go of a lot of things now that maybe she wouldn't want to because she realizes that they aren't necessarily essential, but then she like really kills it on the things that are. So I don't know. I mean, I think that I totally agree with you in the fact that 
we think sometimes that we're so wrapped up in a box. Like I've done that so many times. I get to a point in my life where I'm like, yep, this is who I am. This is what I love. Da, 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 da. I've, I've reached my spiritual peak. I'm so connected to God. Yeah. I'm like all these things I'm killing. And then I get hit with a whole new like level of stuff that I have to, that I have to level up to and change and like evolve into. And it always like mm -hmm. shakes me up a bit, but then it always reminds me, Oh, why am I trying to define myself? I don't know. I think it's, I think we put this pressure on ourselves to like figure out why we're here. Oh, so that's a good like, point. That's a good why, point. Why, like, what's my purpose? Like, I always wanted a job that, I always wanted my, my dad has always said, you don't live to work, you work to live. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, may, you have to make money so that you can live your life. But you don't, your job doesn't have to fulfill you. And I just kind of always disagreed with that. I always thought, no, like I want my job to fulfill me. Mm -hmm. So my very first job in Nashville was in social work. And I realized about a year in, I just can't do that, even though it was like where my heart was, but I couldn't make that my money making, like how I paid my bills. How did you realize that? I was crying all the time. Just I was so all the time. And then to add that on top of it, it was not good. <laughs> Were you just overwhelmed by what, what was making you cry? I couldn't fix them and help them in every way that they absolutely needed them, needed my help. So and do you I carry cried. that as a burden? Like, would you know that something needs your help and you've become aware of it and you're such a doer? Do you feel like it is in your responsibility to save everything that you have seen, like with your eyes? I would like to. That's a lot of responsibility. It is. And I would say in the last year since, since having Poppy, I've been able to, in my lack of sleep, I don't know how I came to this. I just think in this, the first year of life for a baby, I was looking at her the other day, like she has changed so much. And I think as women and dads too, we changed so much along with them that I, just in this last year, I've just was thinking like, I don't, I can only do so much, you know, like I, I need to prioritize my time so that I can be with her and I can be with my family, but I know I still want to help others. So I just have to pick and choose how I need to do that and just know that it's not always going to turn out exactly how I want, or I'm not going to be able to do as much as I think I should, but if I can do a little, maybe that's like a trickle effect, or, you know, maybe someone else will see me doing this. And so they'll pick up or Poppy will see me doing this and she'll want to help later on. And then we can help people later on together or something, you know, just. Mm -hmm. How do you decide, how do you decide where you want to help now that you have decided? And I agree with you. You have to choose like where you're drawn, where your heart is called because there's no way we can do everything. Like it's just not humanly possible. So I feel the same as you is I have to really listen to my heart and be like, where am I truly being called and where are the doors opening for me to walk through to help? How do you know when it's time, when you need to walk through a door and when you, when that's what you want to commit to? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I walk through a lot of closed doors. It's a lot. <laughs> do you have a lot of, are you, is it your head hurt from banging your head against the door? <laughs> I mean, there's some things easy. Like I, you know, as much as I want to go out and help our community right now, my, it's not as easy as it used to be. Like I can't just leave poppy. Yeah. I just, in, in order for me to go even go out to dinner with my friends. Like it's a whole process of like getting a babysitter ready for the, for, ready for her or this or that. Like, it's just a lot of things, which there's my anxiety again. Like just go, it's going to be okay. Right. But I think lately it's just been my friends. Like I just feel drawn to them to be like Amanda is pregnant. Like how can I be there to help her? How can I help, you know, ease some of her anxieties or just following her lead because not everybody, everyone always tells you once you have a baby or once you're pregnant, you're going to hear everyone's birth story. Like you don't have to tell everybody your birth story. Like just wait for someone to ask you about the birth story. 
But you know what, Brie? That's so true. I felt like I had to tell every single person my birth story. I did a whole podcast on my birth story. <laughs> I needed to explain why I made the decisions that I made, how it all went down, how it all, like, like everybody even cared. I mean, I just thought they all did. <laughs> I mean, it's a big, big experience that we have. And so it should be told. But with some, for me, I just try to be really conscious that, especially for someone a friend that's about to go through it. Like, what does she want to hear? Like, there are things that I will be sure to tell everybody because I feel like some people didn't tell me some of these things that you need to know. Okay. Well, you need to tell us that. That's what we need to know on this podcast. What are those things? Like when, as it relates to what? You said there's some things that everyone needs to know. Like, what are they? Like for the birthing process, like the first time they measure your cervix, it hurts. <laughs> I mean, how come no one told you that? Yeah. You remember that? No, I never got measured because, wait, are you talking about when you're in labor? No, like your 36-week appointment or Oh, something. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. No one ever tells you that. Yeah, yeah. Like, be prepared for that because that hurts. Yeah. Or, like, um, the epidural. I know you didn't have the epidural, but the epidural hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, what are some other things? Now I'm on... I, and I'm on the spot. I know. The more will come to me. Okay. You, as you have the things that you have, well, there's one that I know you probably don't want to share, but what? no, I'm not going to share it. Cause now <laughs> Tell me, give me a hint. Uh, -uh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so my birth story is everybody's dying to hear. <laughs> I had, never in my life have I had high blood pressure ever in my life. I got very swollen the day I gave birth. I weighed almost 80 pounds more than I normally weigh. And Brie, everyone has to know, Brie is this little tiny thing. You've always just been a string bean. You look like you got stung by a bee and it swelled it, you up. Like you looked oh, so swollen. It was It was painful. insane. It was painful to look at you. It was insane. I couldn't walk down the stairs, but like I was sipping on glass. Yeah. Because it was just so much water. But after I gave birth, I was induced because my blood pressure was going up at 37 weeks. Um, my sir, my blood pressure was still high. My uterus wasn't contracting and I was internally bleeding. And so they had to give me magnesium, which made me go to the bathroom all over myself <laughs> for like two days. Poor brain. It was awful. And I've never passed gas in front of my husband. So <laughs> I was spraying this lavender spray all the time. <laughs> so bring some lavender spray. Bring some lavender spray. Yeah. Yes. That's good to know. For the hospital. Bring a big, big comforter for your husband. Yeah. Because that couch is not comfortable, but also sheets and extra pillows and blankets. It's just too much. So bring one big comforter. Yeah. That's true. And a power strip. Oh, that's smart. I just thought of that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, but you're going back to, I totally sidetracked you. This is what I get in trouble for with all my listeners. They're like, Caroline, your guest is telling a great story, and then you rabbit trail them off somewhere, and I want to hear what they <laughs> were talking about. I rabbit trail because my brain is, I'm nervous, so my brain is like jumping all over the place. I know Brie was like, what are we going to talk about? Can you give me a brief about this? I've never really done a podcast before. I'm like, Brie, it's going to be fine. We're going to have like this great conversation. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, that's what's so cool about this podcast is it's honestly, there's all types of people, but a lot of the people on who listen are women. A lot of them are moms. A lot of them are new moms. And so it's literally like we're all just sort of like sharing information and helping each other I out like that. on how to navigate this thing of life as a woman, as a career woman, as a new mom, living mm -hmm. away from your family, like all these things that we go through, feeling alone, feeling not good enough, having anxiety, all that stuff. Like those are the things that we all want to talk about because we want support, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, at least I do. I do too, because I, I know you just talked about mom guilt on here, but it's such a real thing. And I feel like it's even more than just mom guilt. I think it's like, it's motherhood guilt because I just entered this new phase of motherhood and it makes me feel guilty that I'm not there for my friends as much. Okay. It wait, so wait, feel, what is the new phase? It just say, it's just like this whole new phase of guilt that we're dealing oh, with. Oh, 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 oh. 
Yeah. Like I think being a mother like brings it on because you no longer can be selfish. Like it's solely about someone else. And so then, and it's about this perfect little human being, but also you're not able to then be, you can't even be there for yourself. So it's really hard to be there for someone else, which is like my love language is I want to be there for other people. Like I was telling you, right. When you had Sunny, like I, we talked on the phone so much while you were pregnant and then you had her and my baby's like finally up and crawling and moving everywhere. And I feel like I couldn't really even be there for you as a new mom because I am dealing with all my, my new momness, if that makes sense. So I think it's the guilt of like, of a lot of things, like even like with your husband or with your parents or just, I think as women, we put that pressure on ourselves but I think this in this new day and age, which I, is awesome, is that we're all kind of realizing, even though we still have the guilt, that you're feeling it too. I'm feeling it too. Can we just all agree that it's okay? Yes. And I'm not. I'm not mad at you for it. You don't. You don't be mad at me for it. Like just. Honestly, just it re- it relieves me that you say that I mean I don't want you to have mom guilt but that you say like I feel guilty for not getting to be there for you because that relieves me because I can't be there for anyone either I mean literally I am trying and I'm trying to do more like phone calls here and there especially now that we're all on quarantine like I'm trying to like zoom with some friends and like set up some fun zoom dates and like try to like call friends and like catch up but like when you have a baby that you're chasing around all day or feeding or doing whatever or throw working on top of it, oh my God, how? And then you're trying to be a good wife, take care of your house. You want to catch up with your siblings and your parents. And then if you have right. some extended family and then all of a sudden you're trying to like, I used to go to so many parties and all sorts of stuff and events. I'd go out all the time. Now I'm like, oh my God, I can't go anywhere. No, I can't. <laughs> and I mean I think that this quarantine, like, I I think it's terrible what's happening in the world. But I think for that reason, like, Zoom has always been here. Yeah. We just need to utilize it more. Like, had I even thought about it? I know there's FaceTime, but FaceTime's still hard because it's, yeah, like, you have your phone. And the second I pull the phone out, Poppy's, like, trying to grab it. Like, it's, I'm almost like, all right, got to go. Like, if she hangs up on you, sorry. Like, I'm just going to put it down. But I feel like if I had had Zoom, even though we did, we just didn't realize it, like, back when Sunny was two months or three months, like we would have been able to do this. Like you pumped how many times a day and I'm pumping or I'm feeding. Like, why couldn't we have been like sitting here together? Like, well, I think that's, what's been really, I think that's what's great about the quarantine also is we're realizing that we can connect via all the incredible, um, social, whatever this is called the way Platform. platform. Yeah. Like zoom, like this is great. Like, and I feel so filled up after I have this conversation with you. Cause I'm like, okay, I really got to talk to my friend Brie, but yeah. we didn't have to like stop our lives and leave everything and like drive 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, unload, load all that. You know, it's just a process. Right. You just right. hop on here, have a great conversation and hop off. Yeah. Not to say I, I cannot wait to just load all up now. And I know. Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I don't mind, I guess you know, at least we can still connect. So something I really love about you, Brie, is I struggle with letting my hair down. Like I struggle with letting loose. And something I love so much about you, (laughs) especially seeing you as a mom, is you are so responsible and organized and so informed and smart and fun and all of that when it comes to being a mom and a friend. But you were able to have fun and let your hair down and like, we turn, you have an alter ego. We all call you Dolly (laughs) when you're like having a good time. How do you do that? Like, how can you, how can you be so responsible and awesome and then like be so free spirited? Cause I just struggle with that. And I want to be more free spirited when the chance is there. I mean, I guess I, like we said, I've always had anxieties of like just getting ready for anything. Um, But I always decided when I was pregnant that my anxieties are not my baby's anxieties. So I was going to always take that away from her because she does not need to feel that. 
So even though it's stressful to be a mom, I am making sure that I'm doing the things I need to for her. But when it comes to her, when I'm with her, I just can, I've just decided it's, it's a mental game. Even though I see like the things in the background that I need to go do, it's not, she doesn't need to feel that. So, so, when how, I'm with well, so what do you do? Yeah. Well, I do clean a lot with Poppy. Like the other day she had a wipe in her hand and she was wiping the floor <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, she's a cleaner. Probably because I clean a lot in front of her. <laughs> I guess for her, I'm not showing my anxieties of like, she has to sleep. Why isn't she sleeping? Why isn't she sleeping? I'm just like, hey, baby. Like, you know, just more like sweet, even though inside I'm like, oh my gosh, I need you to go to sleep. I need you to go to sleep. <laughs> but I think it's the same when it comes to my friends that like, I literally just lugged my entire life over here. So when I'm here, I'm going to be here. Right. And I'm going to get to talk to you because everyone's wondering, like, how are you doing? Like, what's been going on? Like, how's it being a mom? Like, what are you, like, what's she up to these days? So obviously you're talking about it, but I don't, and I'm going to talk about it unless we just decided we're not going to talk about kids that night, which hasn't happened. <laughs> but like, I'm with my friends. So I just want to be with my friends. You know, it's, I don't get to see you very often. So if I can just let it be, then I'll feel, I'll be filled up with that. Also, I worked really hard to get there. So I need to enjoy it and just let the girl come out. <laughs> so you said two things I'm picking up. It sounds to me like being present is really important to you. Yes. And it also sounds to me like you've done some intentional thinking on parenting, like observing yourself and observing how you want to parent. So tell me about all that. Like being present and then what you, how you want to parent, how you want to parent, how, you, how you've chosen to parent. I just want to be somebody, like I'm super close to my mom and dad and they're I, the best. They are the best. I still feel like I can turn to them and be pretty open with them. I want as much as like being a mom first and a teacher and a guider is most important, but I want to always be Poppy's friend. Like I want her like just the other day, this is so weird. I was eating cottage cheese and she wanted some. So I gave her some and she loved it. And I was like, I just hope one day, like she's having a hard time and cottage cheese is our thing. And <laughs> We just get a tub of cottage cheese and just eat it. And she just talks to me like cottage I just, cheese of all the things. <laughs> and Catalina, I learned it from Andrea. Cottage cheese. I just hope that we can just always have our cottage cheese together. <laughs> I mean, I'm so serious. I, I just it. want to be, I want to just be her friend while being a teacher and a guider and a leader first, because you will still, I don't want, you're not going to get in trouble if you talk to me, but there might be repercussions like in steps afterwards, right. I guess. But I just, I don't know. I just want, I don't know how I came to that. I, I just, I guess I just did. And I, being present is part of that because I need to, I don't want to be distracted when I'm with her, even though it's, it's hard. And I saw this meme one day and it was like a mom, like playing on the ground with her kids says a good mom. And then the other mom is sitting on the couch on her phone and it says still a good mom. Like mm -hmm. we can still be good moms and have our good days and our bad days. But mostly if I can just try and be intentional about my time with her, or if she's trying to get my attention and I happen to be zoned out looking at the TV or my phone or something in that moment, if she's trying to get my attention, like acknowledging that she's trying to get my attention. Right. And say like, you're right. Like here I'm, I'm back now. Like I needed a moment and clearly you needed a moment because you were fine playing by yourself for a second. But now here I am. And I just hope we, I have that when she's older too, to say like, Hey mom, I, I need you for a sec. And I'm like, here I am. Get the cottage cheese girl. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know people bought cottage cheese anymore. 
<laughs> Gosh, so everybody says that Poppy looks like Chris, but I think she looks like me too. Oh, for but sure. She has my eating habits. She likes pickles, she likes olives, she likes cottage cheese. <laughs> The girl after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so many hard things. Um, I'd say, I guess a couple different things that kind of relate, like the routine. Like I love routine, but in the beginning, I just couldn't mentally get there to like figure out the routine. So like four months in when I finally figured out how to sleep train that it matters, I didn't get it before. I, that was life changing because babies need sleep just like we need sleep. So I guess finally figuring out like that, that, that was, that, that was important and then how to do it was helpful and that's taking care of babies and moms on call is similar. Yeah. Um, I like merged the two. Um, but then like the routine of life, like we have a dog, we, we both work out of the home and it's like getting us ready, getting buck the dog secure for the for the day, then taking copy to the nanny share, then getting to work. And like, do we have all of these things? It's like, it's just always something. And I kind of knew, I knew that was going to be, I mean, you add a human being to your house, like you're going to buy more food. You're going to have more errands to run. You're going to have all those things, but it's just so, so much mental load, I think is probably I like I knew it was coming, but it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I've always told you, I was like, if you want to call me to figure out how can I go to the grocery store with this new baby, like call me and we'll figure out like the mental load, like the, which is why we need to use Zoom more. So I can like just see your face and just be able to like pour out my feelings. And then you just say, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I see you. You're a good mom. And that sometimes is all we need, but it's just like all this stuff in our head and like all my to do's just sometimes just spilling it out can just be such a release. Man. And I don't know if I answered your question, but yes. <laughs> and it also reminded me, do you know what I love so much about you? Like you just reminded me, you are that friend of mine who I trust so much because you're so responsible. You do all of the research that you need to do to come up with a great decision. You're present. You're a great person, mom, friend, wife, all of it. You like really kick ass at life. And so you, I love when I talk to you because you always reassure me that I'm a good mom. You always say that. You say, your baby, your rules. You're the mom, you know what's best. Like you all, you're the mama. But you always have such a certainty that I'm doing it right for me, just like you're doing it right for you. Just like, like you are so certain that all the mamas are capable and are doing it right. And it's always so nice to hear that because I get overwhelmed with everything, but you're always like, you're doing great. You're doing perfect. And you're so good at like having that reassurance because you're right. Getting to talk to a friend who's in the same situation in life and just be able to spill my shit that day of what I'm going through and you being like, I get it. And sometimes you've even told me, you're like, I don't really have an answer for you, but it's okay. (laughs) Or like, or like I've been in that situation. I'm not there anymore, but it'll get better. Or like it changes. It's an ebb and a flow. Like you're just very honest about the whole thing. And it's so nice. It's refreshing to be able to have those conversations, which leads me to how important are girlfriends to you and like new mama friends? Like how, I know we can't always get together, but how important has that been for you? To have like women. So important. So, so, so important. I feel lucky that Chris's sisters are two of my best friends. Oh, God. And they live up the street from now, which is amazing. I know. So nice. They have older kids. One has one poppy's age. So they've been through all this before me. So you might think I have it together, but I don't. I'm really just calling them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They're a lot of my research. (laughs) Good research. Yeah. Um, but it's so important to have, you know, a release to just like call and have a wine date. Like Andrea, she, you sometimes like one day I think I called her. I was like, can you just want to come over? Chris is out of town and I just need to drink some wine and cry. And she's <laughs> like, I'm there. <laughs> Let's just like, I don't even know what I want to cry about, but like, I just kind of want to. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> I just kind of feel like it. <laughs> 
Brie, but like, that's another great thing. Just getting to the point where I'm becoming a mom, I'm starting to realize I used to put so much pressure on myself to hold it all together and be so perfect. And if I had feelings or if I felt like I was flying off the rails or whatever at certain points that I was failing, but I'm realizing we all have moments where we need to cry and we don't know why. And then maybe yes. we'll figure out why we're crying when we're crying, or maybe we never will. Who cares? But cry. It just feels good to cry. <laughs> yeah. Let me cry. You know, my doctor, we have the same doctor. Yes. But she was saying, and I'm 31. Um, I went to her recently and I was just saying, I'm, I'm having all these anxieties and why does being a new mom do this to you? And she's like, being a new mom definitely does it to you, but it's also your age. She's like being in your thirties and forties, like it just, your body is completely changing and you're going to be feeling a lot different emotions. So it's normal to like have high anxiety, even though in our heads we're like, this is not a rash. It's not rational. Like we should not be feeling like this, but we like literally can't control it. So like what, is, what did she say is changing in our thirties? What changes then? It's just hormones. Oh, our hormones are actually changing. Yeah. And so it's like there's a chemical balance that's changing in our body. Yeah. She said that and she just turned, was in her 40s, and she said that her breasts were hurting like she was growing breasts for the first time. Like really? our bodies are remarkable things that mess with us sometimes for good and bad. Yeah. But totally. I think it's giving, like, got to give yourself like grace to feel those things. What has surprised you about yourself as a new mom in a good way? I'd say that I can put away my, my own feelings of anxieties when I'm around her. Like, I don't want to, sometimes I'm like, could get annoyed at Chris and like, Chris in front of her. But then I'm like, I can't do that in front of her. Mm -hmm. Even though I do think it's good this is a sidetrack. I was listening to something the other day. Like I do think it's good to um, have conflict in front of your kids, but then solve it in front of your kids too. Cause the kids can't grow up thinking that we have perfect marriages and no one fights because we do, mm -hmm. um, but we also can resolve things. That's but great. When I'm, if I'm stressed about something like that has nothing to do with her and I'm just holding her, like she, like I don't need to just get annoyed in front of her or like, um, I don't know. I kind of want a rabbit hole with that, but I guess my biggest thing is that I can decide. We can be you can her and put a, put away my anxieties that because they're not hers. That's very mature and big. Like that's hard to separate like that. Well, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, I because I am a high anxiety person. So throughout my whole pregnancy, I decided that I cannot. If I can't control it, I can't, or even if I can control it, like it just, I can't put that on her. And you're able to let that go then? I mean, I guess it depends on what I'm letting go. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some things like I, I'm still going to have those feelings, but I'm just going to like, I only have an hour with her or an hour and a half when she gets home from the nanny. So like I can just deal with maybe if it was a work thing or maybe it was a conversation I need to have with Chris or uh, something we're planning or something, I can just deal with that when, when she's not around. Right. Let me just be here with her instead of like waste all my time. I love that. And it's I a work that. in progress because I am like, I get her, I sit her down and I like to sit with her while she eats her food in her high chair and then as soon as I see her start wrapping up, I like get up and I quickly put all the things away and do this and wipe this and wipe that. And it's like, I could just let that be and just continue right. to sit. I and know. Sometimes I and sometimes have, I don't. <laughs> I have that same instinct of just wanting everything to be perfectly in its spot. It just gives me some sort of like having that kind of control, I guess, makes me feel peaceful because I also do have a running list in my head of everything that's needs to be done. And I know when everything's out of order, what needs to be put up, what's not done. Are the dishes unloaded? Are they not? Do I need to change the washer and the dryer? Yeah. Like, like I just like have a constant running list of what's not in its place. Yeah. So, me too. I know. And it's a blessing and a curse because then everything's always in its place. But then also sometimes you're missing the moment because you're so worried to get it back to perfect when actually 
you have everything perfect because you want to be able to have a life and live in it, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. No, but it's a catch for me too. I struggle with that also. Yeah. I, I've noticed that like, it's not her, her toys. And I don't know if you're doing this, but like, we just set up the basement, like with just toys and it's really nice. Like, cause in our living room, we have toys too, but every night I put all those toys away. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to see them because it's just like, I want to sit on the couch, have a glass of wine, watch a show and then not be like pure chaos around me. Mm-hmm. But the basement, it's like literally in 12 hours when she gets up, we're going to be playing again. So it's at first was kind of weird and I would still try and clean it up in the beginning. And now I'm realizing like the basement can just be the area for the kids. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be put up totally unless awesome. I'm trying to teach her to like put away her toys. We're not quite there yet. Right. So I like having a designated a area. Yeah. That's not always applicable to everybody, but I guess for me, it was something, and maybe it's a small step that, okay. In Monday through Friday, we don't have to pick up or maybe that's a lot of days. Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, we don't have to pick up the, the, the kids room. We can just play, 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 play. But then during the week we have more of a schedule. We, we put away our toys. We take a bath. We drink our bottle. You know, it may be more of a mm-hmm. a routine, I guess. But those, for, for me, anyway, that's just a small step to kind of like letting go some of the like chaos that's happening around me. It doesn't have to be. I, I don't have to be so crazy about like. Totally. Pick it up. Yeah. Right. I love I that. Know. It's figuring out boundaries that work for you so you can, my sister is, t- oh gosh, I, my sister dropped so many pieces of wisdom. She told me something like, she's, she's like, full of wisdom. She is. She's like, there's a time to clean and a time to mess or something like that. I don't know how she described it, but that's what I gathered. She's like, sometimes you can actually do yourself a disservice by like getting everything already put up that like, then it gets messed up again. You have to redo it again. Like sometimes it's better if things just can be for a while. If there isn't really a reason if, to have it, to, to not have it. Like if there's no yeah. real reason to hurry to get everything put back, sometimes mm-hmm. if you can just let it breathe for a while, then you don't have to end up doing something twice too. That is such a good point because I was just, I moved because the, I realized that my face look, it still does. I think it's because these curtains have the blackout thing behind the pink curtains and it was like making me look purple. I just noticed. Hey, purple is one of my favorite colors. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just the, it was just this morning. I was wiping down the counter and our counters, you can, it's not a big deal, but and this is one thing that doesn't always bother me, but like you can see the streaks in the counter when you wipe them if you don't use a certain spray. And I was like, how in the world are we going to add more children that are using this kitchen to our life? If like one, she's barely mobile and I'm always cleaning the kitchen. Like, how are we going to do that? And I think that is the perfect point that just let it be because you just made breakfast and you know, yes, put away the dishes, but like, don't feel like I have to go get the oatmeal off the counter that moment when literally in an hour and a half, I'm going to come back in the kitchen and make a snack or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's kind of maybe a, a remedial like takeaway, but it's for me that that's helpful. No, it's, it was helpful for me too. It's like Caroline, like you don't have to get everything perfect all the time. Like just let it be, breathe, be in the moment when you can and know it's all going to be there to pick up later and our designated time, like do it in the evening or do it like at lunch or something. I don't know. But I yeah. agree. I like that. And I like how you, your whole pregnancy and your whole being a mom, you have been making these intentional choices. I think it's so awesome. And I think it's so important as moms that we do take the time to figure out what kind of mom do we want to be? What does our life look like? Are we a working yeah. mom? Are we a stay at home mom? How do we find those little windows in our day to be fully present with our children when we're mm-hmm. there. You know, it's like taking the time to actually be intentional about it leads to success. And then I think that helps ease the mom guilt because we know for our particular circumstances, we're doing the very best that we can. And we mm-hmm. showed up for ourselves and our child, the best that we could with our circumstances. I mean, yeah. I love what I feel. I think that's great. I also knowing that it can change too. Exactly. From, 
giving yourself the grace to say that, you know what, that didn't work for us last year. So we're going to do something different. Right. Or I didn't like that yesterday. So tomorrow, or I didn't like that today. Tomorrow we're going to do something different. Like, you know, having some, some stability is good, but knowing that if you want to change it, you can, because you're the mama. <laughs> you're the mama, you're rules. What is success for you? And not just like in career, but what is success in life for you? I would think when we're older and our kids are out of the house, they want to come home. They want to come spend time with us, spend time with their cousins, spend time. Now I'm going to cry. Like <laughs> I'm going to cry too. Just that they are, they're not like, get me out of here. You know, and she might say that sometimes, but, <laughs> you know, but I think that when she's 25 or 30 or 31, like me, like I, I want to go spend time with my mom and dad. I get excited when they come here. I love when Chris's parents come here and we go see them. Like I want, I want our family to remain a close knit group. That's really beautiful. I would be successful. Oh. Three. That's what about so you? Gosh, I mean, yeah. That to me, like, as far as the heartstrings and family, for sure, that's the best way I've heard it ever, truly. That your family wants to be with you, that they want to share, that your kids want to share in their, like, want their lives to be mingled with yours always. Like, I mm -hmm. totally agree with you. I want Sunny to always want to have me around and I don't want to like ever be the kind of mom that she dreads being around. Like you said, I want to guide her and always be the parent, but I want her to know she can talk to me and be honest with me. And I'm open to whatever she yeah. needs to talk about. Like she can, I, we can, we can talk about anything, you know, like, right. mm -hmm. and I support her decisions and I just want her to want to be with me. Yeah. And Michael, like, yeah, totally. That's how I feel. That would be a success, family success, career success. I mean, I want, this podcast to keep growing and it's going to eventually turn into some sort of like talk show or show or something. I don't know. And it would be so amazing. I'm one of those weird people who would just love to be on an awesome lifestyle reality show. <laughs> I mean, I always have, I love reality. So because well, it's so real and you, your show would be super interesting. Just I mean, I was, I just like, I like following people's lives and I'm totally cool to share mine. So I just feel like if you're going to have a job, why not do that? Yeah. <laughs> just be, get paid to live. Just live. And yeah. it's like spotlight awesome people and people's stories and do some things and open up your mind. I mean, if that's a job that's available and I could qualify for an application, I'm going to try to get it one day. So that's my ultimate so, goal. So you need to have someone start i filming you. <laughs> well, yeah, I just need to follow myself around. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch your show. What's your ultimate dream job? My ultimate... Um, so I have like so many hobbies that I... Or things that bring me joy and they're all creative. But then so many people will say, you should you should do that or you should um, like that organizing thing mm -hmm. or like my, help my mom design her house. But when someone, it comes, when it becomes a job, I don't want to do it as much. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So like I want to, so my ultimate job would be to have the freedom to like dabble in a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, Is organizing and designing kind of that? I don't think See, I like organizing my own house or helping my friends do their things. But um, I think just, I don't know, that to me is a hobby. So I think like my ultimate dream job would be like, I have, I get such a thrill from like being in the legislature and like lobbying bills. So I wish I could be like a a big time lobbyist for like, children and moms or something you would crush at that brie we'll see maybe one day well you're already working in the office i mean you're all up in there you know all the things you knew 
You knew when uh, wine was going to be sold at the grocery stores on Sunday before anybody else did. <laughs> that was a big piece of information. That was important. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to wrap up. Two okay. questions left. What is love? What does love mean to you? Love is being there for your people and understanding that life ebbs and flows like we were saying and that sometimes I might be there extra for you and you might not be able to show up for me but that's going to change one day and it's just so being there for your people so my mom says she says it's never equal at the same time and I love that but you always are there yeah and knowing that you're going to be going through a hard time when I'm going through a great time or I'm going to be going through a great you know vice versa but just knowing that I can be just as happy for you even if I'm not in an okay place. So I don't want anyone to ever not share something with me because they might, it might upset me or something, you know, just. Well, and you and I had that happen to us in the beginning. We were on the pregnancy. Yeah. We were on the pregnancy journey and I was like six months in to trying and not having any, luck getting pregnant and I had early miscarriage at that point and yeah you had gotten pregnant right away and like somehow I like was like oh my gosh don't even tell me you're pregnant right now because I was having a meltdown and then you're like ah I didn't want to tell you this way I know that was I was not planning on telling anybody I was like four weeks or six weeks something and I just from early on I was like I'm not going to put any anxiety on my baby. And I didn't want to lie about my baby, but I also knew it was a hard time for you. So I, I remember that feeling being like, you're like, don't even tell me you're pregnant. And I was like, Oh, and then we both I went smiling. I was, we both crying. went into the bathroom. We were at a friend's, um, what was it? A friend's birthday party? It was a shower. It was Sarah's wedding shower. Wedding shower. So we went into the bathroom. We both cried. And I was like, I'm so happy for you. I promise. I'm just sad for me. And you're like, I know. I know but, I, but it's so I get that. Like, that is the thing. And it is like, that's just life. Sometimes you're going to be in a great place and I'm going to be in the lowest place. And sometimes I'm going to be in a great place and you're going to be in the lowest place. And that is what friendship and being there for someone is. Right. And knowing that it's not always going to be equal at the same time. But if you can yeah. match up, say you both hit a spot where you're killing it and loving life at the same time, you should ride that wave because that's ride fun. <laughs> Buy wine on Sundays and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Brie. Mm. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, are you frozen? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just holding that still. I'm very intently listening, waiting for this advice that's not coming. Maybe maybe she froze, and I don't have to say the end of this question. (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting for it, Brie. You better give it to me. I mean, you don't have to give me any. I don't. I. This will lead me to my next question, which is my final question: Leave your light, which is what I end every interview with. What do you want people to know? Just that's it very broad. It could be whatever just comes to your mind. What do you want people to know that will help their lives? Um, find, find your people and invest in them. Care for them, love them. And they, I pray they do the same. And if they don't, then they're not the right people. So keep looking. (laughs) you're going to run into people that aren't always there for you. But I mean, I always remember this when Chris asked my dad to marry me, he said that breed loves her people so deeply. And an example he gave was that if I thought Chris was talking bad about my brother one time and I was like, what? Don't talk about my brother. (laughs) And he just like, he just loved that, you know, people will care for you if you care for them. Yeah. And it might, they might not always show it in the same way. And I think that's a, something that everyone struggles with. It's like, well, why didn't they do that for me? I did that for them, but they, they'll show their love in another way. So just find your, your group, your dog or whatever, and love them. And they'll, I pray they love you back. 
I love that. I love that. Why is it more important than ever? Like, why do we need people? Like, why is that? Why is that your number one? I mean, I think that's all of our number ones, but like you so fiercely know that. How do you know that, that we need these people in our lives, our groups? Because I, I learned from you. I've learned so much from you just talking with you and just right now, the last hour. And I've been talking with you for 10 years and I continue to learn from you. And hopefully you're learning from me and I'm learning from Chris and I'm Poppy's learning from me and I'm learning from her. Like this is new human being. And I learn from her every day. Like we, our old governor, governor Haslam, he always says be a lifelong learner. That is some good advice. And I, I use until just this moment, I always thought that meant like continue to go to school and read and this and that. But I think it can be interpreted any way you want. And it can be like how to treat people, like how to cook or something just like a, yes. a, um, a, what's the word? Uh, a skill or a how to be a good friend or how to be a good friend to you. Like I, I need to know how to love Caroline, just like I need to know how to love Poppy. And so I'm always mm-hmm. learning that. And I think that I'm, you're always learning from me and I'm always learning from you. So we need people. Yeah. Float around. And we're realizing that not in the best way, but literally one person can affect the whole world. And we're all affected by one thing yeah at the moment it's not not the greatest thing but think about if love spread the way the coronavirus did oh wow that's a good point about how like great the world would be what if everyone just caught the virus of love and only saw the best in people and only did wonderful things for each other and didn't try to harm each other and said felt did everything they could to like bless the world, build themselves up, build other people's up, use their talents, see others' mm-hmm. talents. Gosh, wow. What if we all lived like that? That's a, that would be amazing. If, if a virus can spread this quickly, I mean, it could spread that quickly with love. Too, it could. If we, if we all caught it. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Wow. That's really, it's really beautiful, Brie. <laughs> what's the best thing? What's the best thing that you, I know there's so many sad things with Corona, but the coronavirus and quarantine, but what's one blessing that's come out of this for you? Um, I would, I do like being home. And so I think being able to be home and be with the people I chose to spend my life with and, and still enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard and don't we all just want to like go out and go do something, but knowing that we're saving the world by staying home is pretty great. Um, and then just being intentional with zoom calls or more FaceTimes, you know, you're, you're having to really pick up and be a friend by checking in on people and, you're actually having to like go a little extra mile, like like physically picking up the phone. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Then we're going to wrap up. How do you deal with your anxiety? When you catch a big wave of anxiety, what do you do to get out of it and to bring peace back to your brain? I, it really helps for me to like write some things down. Like, like I'm a list maker. So like, what can make this better? Like, am I, am I stressed and have anxiety about like just recently Poppy was going to switch from formula to whole milk. And I was like, she's never going to drop the bottle. She's always going to drink from a bottle and she's this never, I don't know what to do. And I'm texting all my friends. Like, how do you do it? Like what sippy cup do you get? Cause I, I bought five and she doesn't like any of them. Like it just was a big big thing but I just wrote down a plan I was like okay on this day I'm going to put two ounces of whole milk and on this day I'm going to put four ounces and I just wrote it down to like help see that it's just a process as opposed to one 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 big yeah one big task to get done Uh and I think I can I do that for a lot of areas of life like if 
we're going on a trip and I have a ton to do. I just kind of like map it out. Like when we were talking in the beginning, like I like to put things in order of how I'm going to get things done so that I make sure I get them. And then also it's not just like a whole like big mental dump load onto a piece of paper and it's like a hundred different things to do and they don't necessarily relate. They're kind of like categorized by like, okay, this is what I need to do for the diaper bag, or this is what I need to do for me to pack or for Buck to, you know, go somewhere or yes, yeah. a lot of lists. I need <laughs> to be better about um, like doing that for life things though like like if i am going to look for a new job i'm not looking for a new job hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this but <laughs> <laughs> like if i was going to like what is it that makes me happy in my job or what do i necessarily what do i have to have in my job yeah. and and what are your best like, skills that you bring to the job yeah mm -hmm. like writing it down to say instead of like i got to find a new job like, like start narrowing it? it down and writing it down helps you to see what you're actually dealing with. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Writing stuff down for me helps too. Cause then it's like, I don't just have like this circulating spiral spinning in my head of things that I feel like I have to like think so hard about to remember so they don't fall out of my brain. So it's like, just write them down and then there they are. And I can just let my brain relax. Yeah. But you are so good about writing. You always have writing notes in your film, which yeah. I love. Yeah. I think I write so many to-dos in my phone and I should start writing more of like little inspirational like things to pick up on because you know I'm going to be back in that list and it'd be <laughs> nice to like see something encouraging. I think you're, so, list. you're the most encouraging, Brie. I love you so much and thank I you, love you so, so much for joining me on my podcast. This is so fun. See, it wasn't so bad, was it? No, I, I'm still nervous, but... <laughs> I think you crushed it. I love you so much. I love you so much. Okay, don't hang up. I'm just going to end okay. recording. Okay, bye. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.